her brother, Lazarus, was ill. So the sister sent a message to Jesus, Lord, he whom you love is ill. But when Jesus heard it, he said, This illness does not lead to death. Rather, it is for God's glory, so that the Son of God may be glorified through it. Let us go to Judea again. The disciples said to him, Rabbi, the Jews were just now trying to stone you. And are you going there again? Are there not twelve hours of daylight? Those who walk during the day do not stumble because they see the light of this world. But those who walk at night stumble because the light is not in them. Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep. For I am going there to awaken him. The disciples said to him, Lord, if he has fallen asleep, he will be all right. Jesus, however, had been speaking about his death, but they thought that he was referring merely to sleep. Then Jesus told them plainly, Lazarus is dead. For your sake I am glad I was not there, so that you may believe. But let us go to him. Lord, if you'd been here, my brother would not have died. But even now I know that God will give you whatever you ask of him. Your brother will rise again. I know he will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. I am the resurrection and the life. Those who believe in me, even though they die, will live. And everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? Yes, Lord. I believe you are the Messiah, the Son of God, the one coming into the world. When she had said this, she went back and called her sister Mary and told her privately, The teacher is here and is calling for you. And when she heard it, she got up quickly and went to him. Now Jesus had not yet come to the village, but was still at the place where Martha had met him. The Jews who were with her in the house consoling her saw Mary get up quickly and go out. They followed her because they thought she was going to the tomb to weep. When Mary came where Jesus was and saw him, she knelt at his feet and said to him, Lord, if you'd been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping, and the Jews who came with her also weeping, he was greatly disturbed in spirit and deeply moved. Where have you laid him? Take away the stone. Lord, already there's a stench because he's been dead four days. 
Did I not tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? So they took away the stone, and Jesus looked upward and said, Father, I thank you for having heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I have said this for the sake of the crowd standing here, so that they may believe that you sent me. When he had said this, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. Unbind him and let him go. Many of the Jews, therefore, who had come with Mary and had seen what Jesus did, believed in him. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. My friends, with Mary and Martha's grief, let me begin this message by stating it is okay to be sad and to acknowledge our pain and sorrow. These are real-life emotions. Likewise, I want to challenge us not to allow those real-life matters to weaken our faith in God, especially when it seems like the Lord is not responding to our requests quickly. For example, someone may be praying for clarity in a tough decision, and it seems as if the Lord is not responding like we were hope the Lord would respond. Or perhaps someone is praying for healing for a family member or a friend, and the physician is not giving us the answers that we seek to hear. It is in times like these where we may find ourselves asking the questions, where is God in the midst of my trouble, or why isn't God answering my prayers? Indeed, these questions are relevant, especially because we believe that the Lord is our best resource for hope. We believe that God is our best resource for recovery, and we believe that God is our best resource for healing. And it is here in this biblical story where I believe that many of us can relate to the concerns of Martha and Mary and the death of their brother Lazarus. And as we wrestle with this John text, perhaps one could ask the question, why didn't Jesus respond to the request of Martha to heal her brother Lazarus before his death, considering Lazarus was Jesus' friend? And although Martha and Mary's concerns and questions are relevant, I believe it's more important for us to understand that God's timing is not our timing. This does not mean that the Lord does not care for our concerns or is absent in the midst of our concerns. Rather, it's to show us that God is indeed a present help, whether we can feel God or whether or not we can just simply imagine God's presence by faith. In the first part of this biblical story, it seems as if Jesus was not concerned with the illness of his friend. In fact, I can relate to Martha and Mary's concern in this biblical story where I too wanted Jesus to respond to my prayer request 
as I prayed intently for God to heal my grandfather when he was sick. As I've said on numerous occasions, I was 16 years old when my grandfather died. And at that time in my life, I felt like I needed him the most, not to mention I thought this was a perfect opportunity to prove God's love towards me. I was at that age when I was trying to make sense of life. (laughs) Imagine that. A 16-year-old wanting clarity in life. Wow. And after the death of my grandfather, I repeatedly asked the rhetorical question that I've heard from others. How could God fail me by letting my loved one die? Why didn't the Lord answer my prayer for healing? During that time, my friends, I felt alone. And I was angry at God. However, over over time, with the prayers of my family, with the counsel of of counselors, with the support of, from my colleagues, with the help of the Holy Spirit, with the lessons I learned in scripture and clinical pastoral education, I now understand that God did not fail me. In hindsight, God answered my prayers for healing because in the last days of my grandfather's life, he suffered. And I believe healing comes in many forms. As I reflect back on the last time I held my grandfather's hand in the hospital, I can recall how my grandfather gently squeezed my hand as if my grandfather was telling me that everything was going to be all right. This recollection is an inbreaking reflection that still wears on me and still gives me confidence in knowing that God is a present help, not only in the times of trouble, but God is a present help at all times. Even when it seems like we don't have the answers to the questions that we seek to find. As I'm learning more and more, God's timing is not our timing. Yet, God's timing is always perfect. And I agree with Dottie Peoples where she says, He may not come when we want Him, but He'll be there right on time. It is in God's timeliness where we can find hope for our life journeys ahead. It is in the resurrecting power of Jesus Christ where we are set free from the agony of pain and despair. We are set free from the bondage of sin, slavery, and death of all sorts. In Jesus Christ, we are free to go forward in grace. In Jesus Christ, we are free to go forward in mercy. In Jesus Christ, we are free to go forward in peace. And in Jesus Christ, we are free to go forward in love. 
I believe in the scripture that says, For whom the Son sets free, they are free indeed. However, I want to remind us, as Martin Luther reminds us in his treatise, The Freedom of a Christian, as he argues that we are free to the Lord and not ourselves. Our freedom is intended to serve God in spirit and truth and to serve others in compassion as well as love. At least we try to make that, that freedom a freedom of selfishness. No longer, my friends, are we bound to despair, grief, selfishness and all the issues of life that rob us of our joy and our freedom to obey God. As Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead, instructed him to be loose, Jesus wants to raise us up also into a new life in him. Christ wants us to use our freedom wisely and responsibly. Let us remember that our free will is for the sake of serving as an, as an ambassador for Christ and not as ungrateful or self-righteous people. I believe Lazarus was raised for godly purposes. As I believe we too are raised anew in Christ for the purpose of worship salvation, love, and service to all creation. Thus, my friends, in closing, I challenge us to live a gracious and free life in Christ that is pleasing and acceptable to God, which is our reasonable service. Let us find hope in knowing that we are not alone. God is with us and we can take comfort knowing that God told us that I have come that they may have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Indeed, in Christ, we are free to go forward in life in the spirit of grace, love, mercy, and Wholeness. The choice is ours. And I hope that we all choose wisely this day.